0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. And now, Father, quiet our hearts so that you can change them. Our minds so that you can stir them, and our our feet, that they might be quickened. We submit ourselves to your word, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I, uh, I selected this particular psalm this morning. It's the second shortest of all the psalms. Because maybe it's just summertime doldrums, I don't know what, but it just, it, it, it occurred to me that at a time like this, in the middle of the summer, when things are quieter and more humid and we get rain every now and then, and, and it just, I just thought about the 131st Psalm. And it's a beautiful little Psalm. Now it's attributed to David But many think that this psalm might actually have been drafted by a woman. And and so it was as as the pilgrims would come to the the temple. And this is one of the Psalms of Ascent. There's a a large body of psalms that are called the Psalms of Ascent. There's songs that would, would be sung or poems that would be stated as pilgrims made their way to the temple in Jerusalem. But as they did, there was a repository in the temple where many people would leave their thoughts. They would jot them down on a piece of papyrus or a piece of wood and leave them at the temple. And some think that this psalm may have been one of those drafted by a woman who was with her child and has completed this ascent. To Jerusalem. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the 131st Psalm. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I've quieted and calmed myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. So the image in my mind of this is a a woman who makes her way to the temple and has a, I don't know why I think a little boy, a little boy who's toddling along with her, and she's just so grateful. She's, she's grateful and therefore she's, she's not proud. There's nothing, there's nothing that she is looking at herself to congratulate. She's just so grateful. And here she is in the temple. She's made it. Maybe she came all the way down from Galilee. But she's made it. And she's, she's just so grateful. And she's got this little guy with her. And is only happy. And in her happiness and in her gratitude, she finds joy and a profound humility. That's a beautiful picture in my, in my way of thinking. A, a quieted child. I think about my own childhood, I don't remember being a toddler. I I, I have no memory of it whatsoever. I remember getting in trouble as a little boy. But I don't have any memory of being a toddler, because maybe because I wasn't thinking about myself at all. It was just the world out there. So all kinds of things to explore. In Spokane, we were up against... Uh, right by High Drive and then over High Drive was a bluff that went down. and It was a place full of wonder. And I wasn't supposed to go down there. And so you know exactly where I went. <laughs> I remember having dreams of walking those paths down the bluff and coming upon tiny little villages on those paths with lights inside of them. and And so as a As a little boy, I I just have faint recollections of of just being a kid. But what does that mean? That I was just, I was happy. I had nothing that I worried about. Dad went to work. Mom was at home. I worried about nothing. And that's the kind of image that we're given here. That of of a toddler whose greatest Concern in life is play. Who to play with, what to do, having fun. I do remember a little bit older. When we were in Southern California, dad took me, I've showed this before, dad took me to Chavez Ravine Dodger Stadium. And it was long before the game started. And so we, were, we went inside and we looked out over the, over the seats and onto the ball field. And I looked at the fence on the far end of the field. I was probably 10, 9, something like that. I remember saying to Dad, well, oh, I could hit over that fence. Dad said, don't even talk like that. You don't want to be an arrogant kid. I remember that word arrogant because I didn't know what it meant. And then a neighbor lady called me arrogant not too much long after that. So I- <laughs> That one's stuck. But those, those experiences of being, being little and not really having a care in the world because we trust it. You know? That's what made me think of that George Gershwin song, Summertime. Summertime, the living is easy. Fish are jumping, the cotton is high. Daddy's rich, mom is good looking, so hush little baby, don't you cry. Nothing to worry about. The living is good, the living is easy. And so we have this picture of of modesty and gratitude, of of, of, of humility, a little boy and her mom. It's a beautiful picture. It doesn't call for a lot of words because we know what that's like. We've been there. We can identify with that. And so it's, it's our calling to sort of to be that way. To be joyful. To be grateful. To have one concern as we get up each day and that is how to enjoy this day. How to how to have fun. How to love and be loved. Acting out of thankfulness. And then we turn on the news. And we get mad. It's, we live in a time when, interesting, I was reading Chesterton. Sorry for quoting G.K. Chesterton all the time, but he's so good. But I was reading Chesterton and it's, Sounds like he was writing over a hundred years ago, but it sounds like he was writing today. He said, a man is meant to be doubtful about himself, but undoubting about the truth. This has been exactly reversed. Today, the part of a person that one does assert is exactly the part that he ought not to assert, and that is himself. We live in a time when people are asserting themselves. They're putting themselves out there. And, and truth, truth doesn't matter. What matters is what I think, what I believe. And, and we live in a time when the assertions become louder and louder, and each side is trying to shout each other down. And in all that self-assertion, Truth gets lost. All that self-assertion, there's a, there's a, a rather stunning immodesty about it. Rather than a, a modest recognition. Kurt, don't even talk that way. You don't want to be an arrogant kid. Rather than being aware of something far larger than ourselves, far greater than ourselves. We just live in a time when all of this going back and forth is just getting old. We're all getting tired of it. And and then in the midst of all of this, we have something that's absolutely stunningly magnificent that has occurred. And we almost haven't even noticed. And that's the James Webb telescope. This has been going on for over a decade. And the interesting thing about it, there is, there is no pridefulness about this whole project. If anything, they went about it with, with hard work, trepidation, and fear. Because everything has been so exacting. Everything was so demanding. There were, at the launch time, there were 344 points of potential failure. In other words, 344 things had to go right simultaneously or the whole thing falls apart. And then when it's up in the sky, the unfolding of the mirror, which was segmented, it had to come together in such a way it had to be just perfect within the framework of and the demands of coming together accurate within a hair's breadth. It had to be absolutely, completely accurate, and that's a million miles away. And those who've talked about it, just talk about how this is so much greater than anything that they've ever done. One gentleman, put off his retirement because he couldn't bail on this project. He was loving it, but at the same time, he he was so concerned about it. Notice how humility gives rise to a great outcome. Pridefulness walks away. Pridefulness says, I'm okay. But humility, modesty says, no, we're going to keep trying. And we're hoping, and this is a team effort. We're going we're to do this. And then the images start coming back. And they're stunningly amazing. It's looking back in time, billions of years. And it calls forth the, the reflection of the psalmist O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth. When I consider the stars, the moon and the stars, and that you have made, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The Son of Man that thou dost care for him? That recognition is a recognition of our smallness in relationship to God. And that we are so small we're like we're like a freshly weaned child. And how comforting and how good that is and how lovely it is to know that we are in a place where there is so much more that is greater than we are and, and that we can, be, we can be modest about ourselves and immodest about the truth. We can do those things that don't call attention to self, but, but work together to make positive, wonderful things happen in our time. And, and thereby, give glory to God. So if you can remember when you were a little kid, if you can think back to those days, and... I remember my, my son, when, when he was a little guy, I'd get home from work, and the door to the garage, as I pulled in, would open. I wouldn't see him, even though there was a mirror or there was a glass in the door. I wouldn't see him, but I'd see the door open and his big smile on his face. And he'd greet me like I had just conquered Rome, and all I did is come home from work this sweet joy of a little guy. And likewise, the girls come running up and give me hugs and kisses. Think about when you were a child. Think about the sweetness of it. And Bryant, I remember one evening, he got himself in trouble. He picked up a car, a little car that was on the floor, on the kitchen floor, and he threw it. Said Bryant, "What are you doing? You're not supposed to throw things like that." He said, "Dad, it was a great throw." <laughs> a kid, a little guy, little girls. That's the image that this psalm gives to us, so that we can be resting in the presence of our loving Father. And again, that song, Summertime, it's basically saying things are good. Things are fine. Not to worry. Hush, little baby. Hush, little one. Don't cry. Trust in the Lord. And join me in prayer. Oh, Lord, in you, in you alone, ultimately, we put our trust. We also put our hope in you, oh, Lord, that, that you will see us through our, our difficult times. We all hit those times in life when we're fearful. Walk us through. Be with us in the valley of the shadow. And may we know the the tender, gentle comforts of being in your presence. We ask it in the name of your, your only begotten Son, who alone was forsaken by you, that we all might be gathered into your presence. In his name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.